It's Sunday morning. Time for the great outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Good morning. Welcome to the Great Outdoors Show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio, as we have the last Sunday of October 2023. And when November turns, we, we think of the fall colors having been gone and the onset of winter, but we also think of the number of opportunities that still exist in the outdoors to pursue, whether you're pursuing game, whether it be deer, or pursuing fowl or pheasants, but also it's a time as I spoke last week a little bit, to continue to look northwards at the flights of birds of all kinds of species that are migrating south. And I talked about the lakefront in Chicago and the Mississippi River being great places to go watch birds. Hennepin Hopper, the Dixon Refuge on the Illinois River, a spectacular place. So I'm going to start off this morning with a comment on birds and on names. And I do so, and I'm going to underscore this. I hope that nobody listening is offended by what I'm going to say. I am not trying to offend anyone with what I'm going to say. I am simply going to express views on an iconic individual in the founding of America whose name is now being taken down in the world of wildlife conservation, and that's the name John James Audubon. So this morning's show is going to talk, at least in the beginning, about what is taking place to have an iconic individual, an individual who, frankly, made birds famous and made people care about birds. He was long before Ansel Adams and his abilities and what Ansel Adams did with photography. John James Audubon was the pioneer of wildlife painting, maybe the best there ever was. This week, the Chicago chapter of the Audubon Society announced that it was abandoning the name Audubon. And it's now called Chicago Bird Alliance. And the letter I received starts off, hello, Chicago Bird Alliance members and friends. Starting today, we have a new name. We will share the Bird Alliance name with Detroit, Badgerland, and the Golden Gate, San Francisco areas for now. And we hope many others will join these former Audubon chapters. I had the pleasure many years ago, and I've read it now twice. There's a book called John James Audubon, Making of an American by Richard Rhodes. It's a book that I think all Americans would benefit by reading to understand how America was shaped and understand how individuals like John James Audubon came to becoming, came in to become the most, some of the most prominent people in the world. And I often wonder how it is that we cannot judge people by the time in which they lived, their achievements during their lifetime, but we tend to judge them through the lens of history today. I wonder how 200 years from now, people are going to view us for what we believed in and what we did. And will many people that we think today are American heroes or world heroes, will will their names be taken off monuments, will their names be taken off of streets, off of universities, off of conservation organizations, because in the lens of history, looking back hundreds of years, we decided these individuals were not worthy of having their names remembered. I think that's what's going on with John James Audubon, and I think it's wrong. 
And when I said, don't be upset with me for saying that, I think it's wrong because we learn from individuals who sacrifice so much so that we, in fact, would know more and that we would have better lives. We've built institutions around our greatest citizens, war heroes and inventors, and yes, naturalists and hunters. John James Audubon being the foremost naturalist the world has ever known, and maybe the foremost hunter the world has ever known. But we're taking his name off organizations. Recently, the National Audubon Society, the National Audubon Society, after spending months and millions of dollars, decided they would keep his name for now. State chapters of Audubon are abandoning his name, as is as has the Chicago, now the Chicago Bird Alliance members. I wonder how many members of the board of the Chicago Bird Alliance, the newly named Chicago Bird Alliance, have ever read the book, John James Audubon, The Making of an American by Richard Rhodes. Audubon lived from 1785 to 1851. He lived at a time when the values of the world were entirely different than the values of the world today. He lived at a time when his values and his achievements were heralded around the world. He was an iconic figure during his life and after his life up until now when suddenly we find out that there were things that he did in his life that in the lens of today are not worthy of being recognized. And the head of the Badgerland Bird Alliance said, which was formerly the Badgerland Audubon Society, when you recognize John James Audubon's environmental legacy, you also have to grapple with his full legacy. After talking to community leaders, members, and partners, and listening to our members, we learned that for some groups, Audubon simply meant birds, but for others, it meant harm. It's not enough to put an asterisk next to his name. We need to promote our name and our work, bird conservation that includes everyone. So Audubon's name is going to leave the American history books and what he accomplished is going to be wiped from history. And I'm going to stick to nature today. I'm not going to talk about people like George Washington and Tom Je- Thomas Jefferson and others. I'm going to stick to what the great outdoors talks about, the outdoors. You cannot separate the work of John James Audubon from the conservation movement in America and try as hard as the Chicago Bird Alliance is going to do. Audubon was the beginning of why we care so much about birds. People around the world saw his paintings and became enthralled with trying to save these beautiful birds. What are we going to do with the Audubon Park in in Louisiana or the Audubon National Wildlife Refuge? Are we going to change that name to Louisiana Park? I don't know. But what I do know is we cannot diminish the achievements of someone like Audubon, who, if you read the book by Rhodes and read other books about Audubon, which I have, he risked life and limb to follow his passion, which was to paint every bird in America. He was broke several times. He kept trying to be a financial success, but he was unable to be a financial success After life, after he died, his works became a lot more valuable because nobody would ever replace them. But if you understand what Audubon did, how he went to Florida when no one had been to Florida, how he rode a horse, what is from today, Kentucky, to St. Genevieve in Missouri, and he had to put cloth over his horse's nose because the mosquitoes were so bad, and the horse still died. 
and the places he went, and the Natchez, Mississippi, where his works of art were stolen and lost. How everyone was trying to take advantage of this guy who could paint so brilliantly. And ultimately, he ends up being knighted by the Queen of England. This is an individual who, in his day, was looked upon as one of the great leaders of the world. And as a result, the National Audubon Society was born because John James Audubon provided the means for the Audubon and for people to care about birds. And now here we are, some not quite 200 years later, after his death, and we're saying we don't value what he did. We don't value his achievements. I think that's a sad day for conservation. We ought to recognize that we're all flawed. We're all flawed individuals. But when an individual in their lifetime achieves great achievements, and in the history of the people who live with that person, achieved great achievements in their view, we ought to honor those achievements. And we ought to recognize the world 150 years ago or 200 years ago was very different than the world is now and very different from what it's going to be 150 or 200 years from now. I hope that others don't follow in the, in the footsteps of the Chicago Bird Alliance and in their newsletter announcing the name or press release announcing the name, they encourage all Audubon chapters to take on the new name of the Bird Alliance, the Chicago Bird Alliance or whatever the Bird Alliance might be. I hope we keep the name Audubon and I hope we keep it for the National Audubon Society and for the state Audubon societies because to do so, to take it down means to lose the perspective of what it took for conservation to rise to begin with. It's much more than birds. I'll be back in just a moment with much more on the Great Outdoors show. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN. And first, a message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. Hiking, camping, and hunting, it's all an adventure in the great outdoors, but nature can be tough. You need to be ready for anything and everything. Chevy Silverado is built to handle the toughest conditions and get you everywhere you want to go worry-free. Silverado's designed to handle the big jobs. It's built for the great outdoors. With over 13,000 pounds of towing capacity and trailering sway control, Silverado can haul the biggest loads on the roughest roads and keep you cool as a Sunday drive. With eight available cameras and up to 14 different views, it can spot trouble before it gets to you. That's peace of mind. And when you're ready for the backcountry, Chevy Silverado 1500 ZR2 owns the off-road. You name it, we run over it. No wonder it's Motor Trend's 2023 four-wheeler pickup truck of the year. So see your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and check out a Chevy Silverado. It's freedom to explore the great outdoors. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. And I want to be crystal clear in saying this again as I come back from the break. I am not condoning certain elements of John James Audubon's life. And to the vision of today's world, they are very wrong. But what I have been saying is that we have to judge a person in the time in which they lived. And Audubon was a hero, just as George Washington was a hero, just as Thomas Jefferson was a hero, James Madison, and so many of our other forefathers and founders of our country were heroes. They were judged in which the time in which they lived. And for Audubon to lose the recognition as the father of conservation, 
not only in America, but I would say he was the father of conservation worldwide, if you really look back on it, because of his paintings, to take to erase his name from history and to have no more Audubon societies, but to have bird alliances instead is really to miss the point. But I did want to say that as clarification. I'm not condoning. I'm just saying we cannot judge people in today's light in the lens of 200 years ago. They were judged in their time, and they were heralded, and we named things after them, Audubon being the foremost in conservation. It is the single most recognizable name in conservation today in the world, not just in America, but in the world, and we're obliterating that name. I don't think conservation will benefit. I don't think conservation, the conservation group, the Audubon Society, now the, now the Bird Alliance, Chicago Bird Alliance, is going to benefit. We're losing a sense of history. Anyway, moving on, and whether you agree with me or not, those are my views, and I think it hurts conservation. And what I try to do in the Great, Do- great Outdoors show is I try to advance conservation, and conservation was built around great people, Audubon, John Muir, Gifford Pitchett, Max McGraw, Eldo Leopold, all kinds of individuals created the conservation movement that we have today. I don't know how history will judge them 100 years from now, but they created what we have, and we need to recognize that. On the subject of, well, I guess I'm going to move from from Audubon and names to uh, coyotes and urban coyotes. We're going to talk much more about this in the in the coming months. But Dr. Stan Garrett of Ohio State University and the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation is writing an incredible book that is soon to be published. Uh, it will awaken the world's eyes as to how coyotes live amongst us. It's going to be an iconic book. I'm sure it will become not only a book, it's going to be a book, but I'm sure it will also become a movie. And it will be a story that that Stan Garrett, he's the world's authority on coyotes, spent much of his life uh, studying coyotes and raccoons and the interaction between animals and, and and humans and urban wildlife areas. It'll be released this spring, and we'll have Dr. Garrett on the show soon to talk about it. His book is timely, of course, because coyotes are amongst us. We're living amongst us. And this fall seems to be, for whatever reason, a time in certain Chicago regions where coyotes are very, very bold. There are some coyotes carrying collars, which would be part of Dr. Garrett's research work. If you see a coyote with a collar, see if you can get the number. Um, and you'll be able to go and, and be able to find out from Ohio State University, I believe, or from the Cook County Forest Preserve District more about those animals. There are also coyotes wearing collars whose radios have, have long expired, but the coyotes still live. Coyotes are definitely becoming more bold in their, in their interactions with humans. We, we have pictures of coyotes learning how to Look at, look at red and yellow and green lights and staying on a street corner when the light is red and moving when the light turns green, and I'm not kidding. Part of that's going to be certainly discussed in the coming months as, as Dr. Garrett's book um, becomes available. These animals are very smart, very adaptive, and they have moved in amongst us because we provide the kind of habitat in which they can survive. It's And the lifespan of an urban coyote is a lot longer than that of a coyote trying to make it out in the Rocky Mountains or on the Great Plains, where it has all kinds of of, of elements that they don't have in urban environments. Coyotes are not going away. And if you do experience, as some have recently, particularly in fall, um, it just seems coyotes 
tend to be more aggressive right now. Um, keep your distance. And as you know, coyotes are not immune from deciding that a small dog um, can be a uh, worthy meal. And that's just, just a fact of what we're living with, was we have coyotes, coyotes in our midst. So more to come on that soon. I did want to touch before the show is over. I did want to touch on the Amazon River, which is having an all-time historic drought. It is going to have a big impact on on how we think about conservation in, in South America and throughout a lot of Brazil. If this drought does not uh, does not turn around, we are we are at record low levels on the Amazon River, and it is causing much more than just disruptions in transportations. It's also beginning to have big impacts on wildlife and flora and fauna. And, of course, the Amazon has been under siege for a number of years because of clear-cutting to create more agricultural lands, and this only accentuates the efforts to burn and clear big swaths of the Amazon. I'll be back next Sunday morning with much more on the Great Outdoors show. I look forward to speaking with you then. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it, and have a great week in the Great Outdoors. And a safe week. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.